That is Andy Grammer singing about his mother. And this is Stacy Julian with episode 47 of Exactly Enough Time. This is a podcast about being present. It's about recognizing the time you have to enjoy the people, places, and things important to you. Did you know we can choose to be curious and playful, to live with intention, and to create connection? I am a life enthusiast and a believer. I tell stories, and I am so grateful that you are here. Thank you for listening. Stand up if you're a sunshine soldier, and I know you are. This episode is dedicated to you, to the magic makers and the miracle workers. We have one week, T-minus, what, six days till Christmas. And I'll tell you what, Christmas is about love. Andy said about this song, it's a song about how my mom taught me to live my life and give love to everybody that I see and meet. super amounts of love. I always say that my mom gave so much love that I walk around feeling like I have extra to give away. So it's kind of a song about that. Did you catch the lyrics? You're definitely going to have some very hard days, but I'll be right here for you. This Christmas season has played out differently than I anticipated, and I've had the opportunity to at least attempt to be there for a couple of my sons. I want to tell you some stories. These are sad, even tragic stories but there is so much that we can learn from them, especially at this time of year. My oldest son, Clark, is a dental student. He's in his second year at the University of Washington, and one of his very close friends and lab partner is Tyson Dennard. Tyson's wife, Jessica, is great friends with my daughter-in-law, Lauren. On November 30th, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, Tyson was killed in a tragic accident near Chamberlain, South Dakota, following an annual pheasant hunting trip with 11 members of his extended family when the plane he was flying in unexpectedly crashed. Nine of the 12 passengers were killed. Instantly, Jessica lost her husband, her father, her grandfather, 
two brothers, a brother-in-law, and three additional members of her extended family. So, on Monday, December 2nd, rather than diving into the Christmas boxes and finishing up my decorations, I moved about my house numb and distracted. There was a literal heaviness in my chest. I just couldn't wrap my brain around the shock and sudden loss of so many in one family. Now, I know this is not a unique experience. Many of you, if not most of you, have endured injury and loss, broken hearts and significant grieving and mourning, and probably for reasons much closer to home. It's interesting though, because in addition to boxes, the other thing I wanted to dive into that day was an annual campaign promoted by my church, something called Light the World. Light the World is an effort to do just that, share light and goodness with the people in the world around us. Each day there is a prompt that you can use or adapt to help you reach out in some small way. These prompts are available on a calendar or via text messages. But I just couldn't bring myself to do anything. My heart was broken for Clark and all that he was processing and now had to begin to plan. The night before Clark's class left school and went their various ways to celebrate Thanksgiving, his intramural flag football team won the championship. He sent my husband and me a message with a photo of the team attached. The message said, We beat the other dental school team that was made up of the other best athletes mixed from the other classes with some residents. It was so sweet and very unifying for our class. Everyone did their job and played hard. We won 24 to 21. We had to beat the business school to get to the final and they were pretty good. That would be the last time that Clark saw Tyson alive. They were standing next to each other in that photo. The UW Dental School canceled class and tests and thankfully allowed the students a few days to mourn. Late that afternoon, my neighbor, Carolyn, called. She asked if I had heard about Pete. No, I said. What's wrong? He was in a car accident and has been unresponsive for a week. He passed away today. So just two days following one tragedy, I was informed of another. Pete was my son Trey's very good friend for most of his teenage years. We called Pete Little Pete. That's because his father, also Pete, was, well, older and bigger. (laughs) We love this family. They were the first people we met in the neighborhood where we now live. Big Pete is a talented contractor and builder and has left his imprint on our home many times as we have continually reached out to him for project after project. Trey and Pete were inseparable for so many years. At least this time, with this tragedy, I could do something. I immediately called Pete's mom and his sister answered. 
we spent the next 10 days working together to plan and organize a beautiful celebration of life that was held last Saturday at the high school theater. My husband, Jeff, conducted this gathering and several of Pete's friends shared their own thoughts and memories in addition to reading tributes that people had posted to Facebook. As it turns out, Little Pete was able to donate seven life-saving organs through organ donation. And that is one of the things that we collectively celebrated and gave thanks for. At the conclusion of this life celebration, Jeff reminded a large and diverse crowd that these relationships we work so hard to cultivate and cherish are not designed to be temporary. Lives are not simply snuffed out. Jeff spoke of the Christmas hymn, O Little Town of Bethlehem. And reminded us that this is the time of year that we can more readily speak of hopes and fears and light and joy available to us through the Savior, Jesus Christ. Of course, I respect everyone's right to believe or not believe as they choose, but I personally love the verse in the New Testament where Peter the Apostle writes, but sanctify or reverence the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. I have an abiding hope and it stems from my faith in Jesus Christ. And at this time of year, I am eager to share that with all who will listen. This world can be a dark, scary, and discouraging place. Remember the words of Henry Wadsworth Longfellow? And in despair I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. The human experience is replete with sadness and unexpected challenges and trials. It might make sense to mock faith and to give up on God. At some point over the last two weeks, I listened to a devotional address that was given at Brigham Young University. Dale G. Rendlin, who now serves on the presiding council of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, is a former physician. He talks about experiencing God's love in a way from his experience of the human body that really resonated with me, and I've been pondering his words ever since. Listen, our physical health says Elder Renlin, depends on hormones and their receptors. Hormones such as thyroid hormones, insulin, and many others are substances produced in glands and then transported in the bloodstream to specific cells and they stimulate those cells by interacting with specific receptors. Illness can occur when either the gland does not produce enough hormone or the receptor is dysfunctional. You can imagine that the signs and symptoms of an illness can be similar in either case. Hormone and other treatments can resolve or mitigate the illness in many situations. 
But he goes on, there is a type of receptor dysfunction that is eternally consequential. The inability to sense God's love and to feel his spirit. God's love is infinite and perfect. There has never been, nor will there ever be, a deficiency of God's love. The Apostle Paul said, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress, or persecution or famine, or nakedness or peril, or sword? For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Elder Rendlin goes on to say, But what do you do if you do not feel the love of Heavenly Father in Jesus Christ? I know with certainty that the problem is not with their love, The problem is with our receptors for their love. If you have dysfunction of your receptors for God's love, you can lose your way and succumb to dangers such as hopelessness, helplessness, and loneliness. The grieving for Pete's family and for Jessica and her two little children who can barely comprehend what has occurred has only just begun. They have a long and refining road ahead of them, but there have already been quiet moments of peace and reassurance. Jessica's family created a legacy page on Facebook that is filled with encouragement for those that are mourning with them. And Pete's mom shared with me that even in the midst of her incredible sorrow, she has felt a reassuring sense of peace. So when a season or holiday that is supposed to be full of happiness, tradition, togetherness, and celebration isn't, the answer is the title of Andy Grammer's song, Give Love, even in clumsy, imperfect ways. Rather than turning in, reach out, pray with more sincerity, and dive into the scriptures. I know from experience that doing these things strengthens my receptors so that I can more readily feel God's love and then share it with others. My message to you today, sunshine soldiers, is simple. You can do this. You can both let go of what's not really necessary and find exactly enough time to do what is most essential. I want to close with some words that Patrick Kieran spoke at a Christmas devotional that to me felt so relevant and personal. For those of you in crisis this Christmas, may you find the Savior's gift of love that is uniquely for you. Many are at this moment in the throes of losing loved ones to disease, old age, or some other awful accident. Many are remembering past losses that occurred at Christmas time, and this will be a painful anniversary for you. Some are mourning the choices their loved ones are making at the moment. Others are lonely, without family, experiencing turmoil, or for whatever reason, face a very different Christmas to the ones they have celebrated in the past. 
Believe that there is a particular gift in this season for you. The promise is that one day there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, for the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Remember, the joy we feel has little to do with the circumstances of our lives and everything to do with the focus of our lives. And now I would commend you to seek this Jesus of whom the prophets and apostles have written, that the grace of God the Father and also the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost, which beareth record of them, may be and abide in you forever, that we might say, Yea, Lord, we greet thee, born this happy morning. O come, let us adore him. This episode hasn't been maybe as upbeat or fun as episodes in the past, but it's coming from the place where my heart has been the last several weeks. And I share it in hopes that it will be um, meaningful to someone who is listening. I pray that you will have a Merry Christmas and that we will all be able to love and bless each other. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back next week with another episode of Exactly Enough Time. Just a quick note that there are links to all of the talks and quotes and songs that I shared with you today in the show notes at stacyjulian.com.